Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. This episode is about the Patreon pick for the month and pick two different Wes Anderson films that neither of us have seen before. Aye, so. yep. Yeah, so it was against Royal Tenenbaums and The Life Aquatic. I'm somewhat grateful, I think, that we're the Patreons on this one. Hmm? Just from the covers of looking at it. Oh, really? I think this one looked more intriguing. How so? Well, I think the other one had... Oh, like a submarine. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, I'm just thinking like spaceship as well. It's like, oh, they're just trapped in this one place. And also it had Owen Wilson in what? but I know this one does as well. Yeah, Gone by the Cast List, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got, it's but, got Ben Stiller as well. and Which I did think, I, I think it's like, I'm looking thinking, mm. please, I'm, please don't be too, like, yeah. Ben Stillery. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's got Gwyneth Paltrow in it as well, so I was like, hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like a young, young Gwyneth yeah, Paltrow, yeah. but... It's, it's 2001 film, so... yeah. I'm hoping it's a bit better, but when I looked at them, I'm both thinking, not sure if I'm going to absolutely love them, but out of the pick, I think I'd, mm. this looks more intriguing. Yeah, well, this seems, obviously, it won the vote anyway, mm. but I think out of the two, and people seem to rate this one quite highly in terms of Wes Anderson's like filmography and stuff as being like a top favourite within that. So, obviously, I don't know myself. I don't know great deal about it other than the cover and it's like oh it looks like a sort of a family of misfits of some kind i think really but yeah and i think to be fair you i'm hoping there's going to be a bit of character development hmm. i think with this with the other one i think it was just more i don't know there's only like four people on the front cover and just in a submarine mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't, don't know where it's going to go so i think well you could say that about anything couldn't yeah you? But, yeah 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 whereas i don't really know where this is going to go but we'll Soon find out, won't we? We will. <laughs> and see. I'm just hoping I'm not going to hate it because yeah. normally Wes Anderson films I've got quite a bit of yeah, we'll say like character building and detail and such. So yeah, I mean you really liked Grand Budapest Hotel, so yeah, high marks from you. And rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox over the weekend, and mm. I, I really rate that. You I, do, I, yeah. yeah. It is, it is a well. I rate it for the stop frame animation mm. and the color tones and hues. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but still think Grand Budapest is better than Fantastic Mr. Fox, but, but that's another discussion for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll read out the synopsis that Google provides this time. Three siblings, gifted in their own way, have experienced success but are distant from each other. Their family has to reunite when their estranged father announces he is dying. Blimey, a oh. bit intense, isn't it? I think it's strange because I'm quite close to my siblings, but I guess my parents aren't as much, which seems weird to me. But this, you know, like, you just move on with your life, and sadly, if your parents are Mm. not around or you're not seeing them as much, you can just kind of drift apart. And I think that's quite sad, really. When you're growing up, yeah. So a lot of life just takes over, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. 
Alright, so we're back very shortly with our thoughts on the Royal Tenenbaums. Hey! What? Where have you been? Oh, we just stepped out to get some air. What's that? That's not... What is that? Oh, no, no, that's, uh, dog's blood. Come here. What? You stay away from my children. Do you understand? My God, I haven't been in here for years. Hey! Are you listening to me? Yes, I am! And we're back. Haven't seen the film. What did we think? Initial first thoughts. A lot of information, but yeah. not not in a good way. Oh, really? I don't know. I enjoyed it, but not like the Grand Budapest where I felt like I was on an adventure and on a journey. I think there was a lot of character building because there is several different characters. Mm-hmm. I think I got to a point where I forgot certain people's names. Yeah. Well, I think they were quite simplistic in the naming and each of them got their own they just, enough think, screen time. Yeah, I think I just got... What's his name? The guy with the smashed nose. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. And his brother, like them two, when they grew up. Well, um, Mixed up a bit, because obviously they are related in real life. in real life, yeah. Luke so, Wilson and yeah. Owen Wilson, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one that shone for, for me the most was, was actually Gwyneth Paltrow's character. I thought you were going to say Ben Stiller then. No. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. She didn't do a lot, but you knew most about her. But from other people, it felt... She was like this. Well, she wasn't even technically part of the family. She was adopted, which yeah. they kind of pointed out. That, like in Several that kind times. of like, in that, oh, this is my adopted. Oh my God, how <laughs> shitty would you feel? Like every two minutes. Yeah. But yeah, I think that she has that kind of like, almost like moody teenager vibe to her, yeah. as, even as an adult, kind of like uh, throughout. But she seems to be, her lines are not very long. She's not got much dialogue. In the actual script, probably it's itself, but yet somehow, without her, I don't think there's that much of a story. And that sounds daft because she is like the bit of the glue where everyone's infatuated by her. I wouldn't say everybody, but majority. Two, two of the characters and are. her husband, and I think like she's a little bit of the glue to say she's not actually part of the family. Well, I think that's. The, the theme of it is obviously about a sort of dysfunctional family and kind of coping with all that kind of stuff. But yeah, there was like one shot in particular I pointed out to you is that like, oh look how like when all the family's like addressing the dad mm. who's when they're older and he's like right he's learning like say from the synopsis bit I've read out where he's like he's dying thing <laughs> and there's the shot where they're all kind of like facing the dad and she's like in the bottom right-hand corner of the frame and she's, like, really, like, far away. She's kind of, like, mm. got her arms crossed and things. Like she's so far out of the picture with everything. But I think with her dad she is, yeah. yeah. But she's quite close with her mum. Even though it says, like, adopted mum, I think she's pretty much that relationship of taking her in and looking after her. Mm-hmm. But the dad is he's a good-time guy, isn't he? When life's good and everything like that, he's, he's brilliant. When it's life gets hard and a bit shitty... He just flees away from it. He doesn't really know how to deal with that. Hmm. He's just a good time guy. Likes the la- luxuries and everything. Mm-hmm. 
and hasn't really looked after the children at all. No, it's all the mother doing the upbringing. That's why they have these sort of these gifted talents. And obviously, she's raised them off her own back and sort so taking the time to do us, which I think is speak as a common thing that occurs with most families. I'm not saying that's always the case, but you know, like if the father leaves or whatever, yeah, and then it's always the mother to pick up the pieces and look after the raise the kids as best she can. Majority of the time, it is. Don't get me wrong. I think. Probably a little bit more nowadays. The dad does become the can be a full time carer, can the dad? Yeah. But I think it does make you have a stronger relationship with one of the parents. Mm-hmm. We've been saying this, haven't we? Because obviously, my mum and dad separated, mm-hmm. and mum kind of was the main carer for me and my sister. Yeah. And that relationship is so like it's a friendship, it's a bond. It's like completely different to, for example, having two parents that I've been together, and yeah. it's that different kind of relationship that you you get not saying it's the right way of having it but you just you do become closer because you've only got one dependent instead of two Mm -hmm. so where do we start like well i guess we start and we sort of gone into a little bit but obviously like the fact of how i guess how the characters how obviously you've talked about going about her was the character of margot in this and how she's kind of that she is, but like how Ben Ben Stiller is, for example, like how so anal, isn't he? Is bless but, him. He's got a background story, which is great, I guess. Well, not for him. But. No, not no, but I mean, actually, just having a story and having something to act with. He's not actually that irritating, which is yeah. Is but I can great. definitely see he's trying to kind of coming, trying to be as, as he is in his some of his comedy roles, but very much toned down. Yeah, but, and I don't think he's been in any other Wes Anderson films <laughs> after the fact so oh so he didn't do a good enough job is that clear <laughs> yeah whereas like saying? Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson and obviously Bill Murray's in quite a lot of the, the yeah. films that, um, going forward but I don't know what his attraction is with Owen Wilson but to be fair he didn't do that much of a bad performance no, so yeah, I don't think he's he's not you, you might think of him in, again pin pigeonholed into these kind of yeah. comedy things but in stuff like this and the thing you can do is I think it's the way so Wes Anderson does the dialogue and stuff. And say like with Grand Paltrow and this is that that kind of comes like it's like a kind of I don't know like droll, dry sense of giving delivering lines, but it's like mm. almost like deep kind of in a sort mm. of way roundabout way. And the same with everybody else when you think about, it, but it's just how that's the style of directors' choice, isn't it? Yeah. But, but I do think I think the film was actually also co-written by Owen Wilson as well. So. Yeah, maybe I should give him a bit more credit. <laughs> but and back to Ben Stiller, and he's you know he's he's got two kids, but his, the mother's he's a widow basically. Yeah, he is, yeah. and he, he his kids are his heart and soul, and yeah. he's a good dad. Um, he's lost her on a plane, and now he's completely anal, and any safety to his children, he is like trying to prepare them for, and the worst, pretty like, much wrapping them up in cotton wool. Yeah. Like and you're doesn't... doing like a fire alarm thing. Oh, wake up, wake up. <laughs> yeah. And no one can be ever prepared for any circumstances that are going to hit them. It's just sadly is, is the case. But obviously, mm-hmm. because it's been so tra- traumatic to him, this is how he's trying to cope, uh-huh. I, I guess. He moves back with his, his mum. <laughs> Everyone, when they, they're down and the sticks are, yeah, they the chips are hard, to, yeah, they, they go, go back to, to your mum, don't you? Yeah. And bless her, she just takes him in with open arms. She's she just didn't even blink an eyelid. She doesn't. She's a very good mum. She doesn't meddle. She advises from afar, but doesn't kind of go. 
like the dad, you're raising them wrong. You should yeah, be doing it this yeah, way. Yeah. Or taking them, the children, to horse racing game or shooting guns or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. going the complete extreme to what Chaz is trying to raise them to do. But, yeah. It seems all right, though, as a rule. It's not it's not too much airtime to be great in, but he seems to be all delivering his lines okay and acting. Yeah. I think it's more when he's obviously like going like confronting the dad. He's obviously pissed off with him a yeah. little bit. It's sort of to be expected. I think he's because obviously kind of just left and you know now you kind of worm yourself back into our lives. And he's mm. the dad's. It was almost like within the space of like two minutes. Obviously, like the dad's like, "Oh, I'm dying." I'm thinking, "Oh, is this going to be a lie?" And then it's like, "No, oh, no, he's not actually dying." And then I think it's. I feel like this like, is always can a bit. Just of... be trusted. Is it actually? And then he changes his mind again. Mm. It's like. It's a bit of resentment, I think, on the dad's side because he's had such a good life and he's enjoyed the fun times. Mm-hmm. But then it's a case of, oh, I've missed out on my children. Mm-hmm. And it's only when you get older, I think the dads actually realise that they've missed out. Yeah. And this is the issue when they want to make up for... Lost time. Lost time. And the children are old enough to make their own decisions and go, well, you weren't there when mm-hmm. I needed you. Why should I right. let you back in? And I think that's what he's kind of getting at with the children now and wanting to have them close by faking being ill yeah with with that and it's like you know it's all like time sticking and it's obviously that's a spurring on them all coming together collectively back to the to the house even um richie who's on this like boat voyage yeah out at sea and everything and brings him back home as well so i think with him he's his actual birth father is obviously that he's not adopted. So you've got Chaz and Richie who are actually like both Ethel. Is it Ethel? Ethelin. Ethelin. Yeah, yeah. And the dad's. Who is called Royal, which I kind of thought, huh. Right, okay, I didn't know his no. name, but I, I just. I actually didn't tweak what his name was yeah. the entire time. Yeah. I literally was in my notes, just wrote dad every okay. two minutes. <laughs> Their birth right to, to them. However, Margot isn't, and you kind of have this little bit of a love triangle. Oh, with Eli, who's Owen Wilson's well, yeah, and the fact like the best friend of Richie has a husband as well, you know, which is Bill Murray. Which, he, to be fair, he is like double her age, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's like going out with her dad, pretty much. Yeah. So, I don't know why, how that became about. Mm. And she's always really kind of been close to Richie. Yeah. And there's been romance there, but oh, it's like, oh no, it's taboo. You're not allowed your brother yeah. and sister, but technically. But, yeah, not re- not by blood or anything like yeah. that. So it's, it's uh, what is people say things, but you know, what's what's normal these days is something dad says. And it's <laughs> like, yes, no, because it's, I don't know, it's still a bit, still it feels a bit wrong and weird, but. It does, it, but, but technically. It is, it's, it's not. It's not, they've just been raised together. Yeah. yeah. It Technically nothing actually wrong by, by it. But at the same time, it's kind of, it's not like they've been closely living together and as they've grown older, it seems like they have obviously drifted apart and it's, so it's not like they're spending somewhat. everything, every, you know, as they're developing and growing, mm. they've been far further afield from each other, so. <laughs> There's a line that Margot says, though, to her husband, like, oh, you're leaving me. And he's like, you don't love me anymore. I love you, kind of. Being like, oh, like if I said to you, "I love you," kind of, I, how would that now make you feel? Not particularly great. <laughs> it's obviously the tone that she gives. Again, it's that Wes Anderson like comedic tone of, mm. of things that he's going for. 
So it works, and it's, it's like I chuckled a few times, like in just the way things were said in the, throughout the film. So it's it, it kind of works, and I can see why it appeals to a lot of people. And obviously, like in terms of the cutaways and stuff, like explaining like Chaz is does this, and he's you know invented this, and he's and these mice, and kind of like that kind of framing that he does, like in obviously you know from Grand Budapest and stuff. Yeah. like it's like perfectly in aligned to fit the frame. Yeah, side by side, it's equal, like a mirrored image type of thing, and mm. that kind of stuff. Thing. Uh, but I did notice that, because I say in his films, he doesn't tend to, it's kind of like when it's like like the camera pans, it's does it in that way. It's not, doesn't really go to skew for like handheld, but there was a couple of instances in this film I noticed where that was the case. Like it was, you know, when the royal was with the grandkids and he was kind of like running down the street and everything, mm. and another like scuffle with Chaz and some and Eli later on in the film it's kind of like that shaky handheld kind yeah. of style that it was kind of felt loose it was, it was a bit different from what I'd seen I've seen from other films that we've, we've seen from Wes Anderson so it's kind of interesting it works though it does like the colors and everything within this is quite you've got some vibrant but quite neutralized colors as well like the tones and mm-hmm. everything like that that he's going for yeah i feel like the the family in itself are quite well to do and quite rich and wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like one's a tennis professional tennis player. Yeah. The other was really good with money and did bought the hat bought a house and did all this and raised like rats and like you said, scientist, he was fantastic. Margot, I don't really know. She's like a sort of like playwright or something. She wanted to do plays uh, and yes. stuff. Yeah. And then obviously you've got yeah. like the leech of the friend that is across the road who doesn't have as much Yeah. And kind of is best friends with Richie and wants to kind of live there and is there every waking moment. Yeah, yeah. Which you always do get one of those friends, don't you, that just never leaves the house. But it's, I don't know, it's enjoyable, it is. The character building is is definitely there. Am I attached and love? Not even when, obviously, Richie, because that threw me for a loop a little bit, like there was when, later on in the film, when I think it was, when Richie realised and also Bill Murray's character realised like, oh, Margot had been smoking she was, since she was 12 and had all these old, you know, like been in various different relationships mm-hmm. throughout her life and she'd been already married, didn't last very long. And then just like, you know, oh God, can't cope, deal with this. And then he goes like, he shaves his shaves his head, shaves his beard and mm-hmm. then takes a razor blade and slits his wrist. And it's like, oh God, it's quite dark. It is, but yeah. I think that kind of took me by surprise a little bit. So there was kind of like an emotional thing. And then I'm thinking, oh, God, is he... Like, I thought he's he's gone. He's he's out of the picture completely. But then he does survive. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was like on that much of an emotional yeah. roller coaster with it. I think he was more... For me, it was like a, he thought Margot was in love with his best friend and thought he couldn't have her. And I think that's what I took. Drove him to that. Took it from yeah, yeah. no, yeah. and I think it was. that's how he lost his tennis glory because he funked out when she'd got married and she was sat there with her husband and, yeah, in the kind of stadium. So it's like oh, my life is worth living, kind of thing. But yeah, and I th- yeah. it is dark. It is because you see all the blood coming down and him obviously laying laying there. Yeah. At the same time, I didn't think he was going to die. I know that sounds daft. I just hmm. I don't know. I think that it's just the tone of the film makes it feel like it wouldn't go. I mean, there is death. You know, obviously, get jumping to the end where obviously the dad does actually die. Yeah. And um, all that, but yeah, 
with uh, you know Chaz in his black tracksuit mm. <laughs> instead of his red one and stuff like that. But, um, well, I feel like it's the the guy that cries wolf, and then it actually mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, and he was was he witnessed him having a heart attack or something? So he was the only one who witnessed that and everything. So it's kind of you know a sad thing, and because he was like oh scoffing before like oh you got cancer, like yeah right kind of. Yeah. Thing and then he was the one who deserved to be there and witness his eventual fatality. I feel like it was a bit of a time past though, hadn't it? Like oh, it when was, that, yeah, when yeah, that it was, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think collectively, it kind of like it's sort of like a, a tragedy of sorts, or like that is what brings family together. And it's I think it's like kind of mm-hmm. looking back on the past yeah. with things and trying to obviously don't dwell on it too much and just try and move forward with things i think it's also telling you to be present and be there at that moment in time and i think that's what the dad in this didn't do because like if he had been there for his children and had been a father figure he would have had them Mm -hmm. more present in his life when he was older when he wanted them and i think that's one of the things where you can't just assume you can pick off where you've you've left off yeah because definitely taste change when you know that don't you with with things that Mm. you like and Stuff and, and I think it's just like, well, you, you change, you grow, you develop, and you become different people. And if they're not kind of being with you while you have grown and changed, then you could be completely a stranger. Mm-hmm. The dad does also thank Ethelyn for raising his kids, and you know, she actually says, "Why weren't you there?" And she wanted him to be a part of it, mm-hmm. so it was only only him stopping himself, and he's only got himself to, to blame mm-hmm. because he wanted. All the grandeur and opulence, and actually, at the end of it, sadly, you can't take any of that with you. Yeah, because he kind of loses it anyway. So it's like, oh Christ, yeah, what do I do now? Right, I was gonna get crawled back into the lives of these my family. Yeah, who don't want to then help him because (sighs) they weren't there. He wasn't there when they needed him. But yeah, at the same time, it's kind of like it's family. It's family. The end of the day, you you will try and do. (laughs) <laughs> you can't choose your family, yeah, sadly, yeah. can you? Also, I think the dad's really jealous. So obviously, the the mum Ethelyn is not moved. She's not moved on. She's not. She's kind of just put herself into the the kids and mm-hmm. developing them. And then eventually, she finds somebody who seems like a really good suitor for her. Yeah, and I Henry. Think, yeah, yeah. And I think this is when the dad gets really jealous and wants to be trying to scupper that. Relationship. Yeah, she's just like it's so unfair. How many relationships have you had? Yes. And he even says that. And she's. She hasn't even, you know, tried to ruin them for you. Yeah. And this one actually, I think it hurts because he can see this guy's actually decent and she's his worth for her. Yeah. And I think that's kind of hard for him to actually ad- admit and see. And, but it's yeah. going to work out in the end because yeah. he eventually comes to terms with it all, really. And, and so they do end up getting married. Divorced as well. Uh, and divorced, yeah, yeah. And before then, that, yeah, obviously, so that they can get married, yeah. And then somebody get the so, dog gets run over, doesn't it? There's a little bit of extreme humour there with the car coming in. Yeah, in a sense, but not played up too ridiculous. And since like I don't know, like some other iteration of that scene would play out, and like say if Ben Stiller directed it, it would be way OT. Does he direct films? Yeah, I think he has. Yeah. Oh, no, thought it was just an actor. He's done at least one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Also, for Margot, she loses her finger. Yeah, and there's a funny flashback of that happening as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, it's because she's adopted, she wanted to go see 
her original kind of birth parents and <laughs> going from quite opulence to yeah, is in, it Kentucky or something in, like in, that? Indiana, I in think. Indiana. Yeah. And she gets her finger axed off yeah. by a dad. Is that I don't I actually know obviously much of the geography for that, but I think is that more the sort of Red down Nets, south Texas. in sort of way? Yeah. So I think it's yeah. I don't know, <laughs> casting dispersions, but obviously I think it's like, it's why she loses the finger. <laughs> but <laughs> but they kind of do that well, because obviously she's got a finger still, but they've just put this like wooden thing over it to look like she's yeah. lost yeah, a finger. finger. So, so they're clever, and again, there's a sort of a quirky aspect to the character, so that works. And i say just for how the mannerisms and stuff, as I say, is very... I was going to say, where's Anderson-y? <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. 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 You've seen those various things. I don't know if you've seen them on reels and stuff where it's like, oh, are you pretending to be in a Wes Anderson film or something? And it's just like, again, like those perfect shots where it's standing in a door frame when they're like perfectly still still in the colours are all that kind of Bright and stuff. Yeah. And just like shots cut, cut to and then doing something else in that like particular, st- yeah. I think this really was kind of like the making of his particular finding his feet because this was his third film. Mm. I don't remember. I know I've seen, I think Rushmore. I've seen that was his second film. The that was before this one. I don't think I've seen Bottle Rocket, but that was so. But I, so I can't really remember if those kind of his styling, sort of how he, you know, from this point onwards did the framing and stuff. Mm. Was that in those films? I can't really recall, but. Um, or certainly not. I don't think the colour palettes that he kind of focused on and highlighting in that sense was I think present in this. So, like the Grand Budapest one is so vibrant and colourful, and I think this has kind of got a bit of a duller palette. Yeah, because it's sort of set in like a whatever city we're in, but in kind of like it's not in this wild, fantastic locations of you know the vast thing that Grand Budapest offers mm. really. So. But I think Grand Budapest is higher for me personally. Right. Just and I think when you say West Anderson film, I was That's going true. in with a bit of high expectations. Right. Hmm. I think I know we did start another one, didn't we? But we didn't finish it. No, we did finish it. If you're thinking of French Dispatch, did we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he might have zoned out on that one though. <sighs> I don't remember but that. I one. didn't. I didn't really gel with that one much either, to be honest. But. That had a similar thing, which was kind of like a there was like newspaper articles, and this sort of had that kind of element with like as if you were like a library book. Because you said like, oh, when's this set? Yeah, because who reads library books these days? <laughs> Is there even a library open? Like I don't know, but unless you're in school, because obviously it worked like in chapters, and it had like a chapter one, mm. chapter two, and it had like a little sentence as if like describing it. Whatever you you said to me. Can you read what that says? Because I haven't got time to read what... No, because it went... I was kind of glancing over, I think, like, the first sentence, and then it's going to cut to, like, setting the scene, and it does Mm. in the next shot. Like, oh, going to, you know, outside building number, whatever it says, and then, yeah, so so it is is there. So so that element's quite good, as if, like, this is obviously a sequential story that somebody's reading about, Mm. like, the the history of the There's a lot of thought gone into it. I won't Mm -hmm. give it like take that away mm-hmm. from it there isn't mm-hmm. and we do have a lot of boom 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 information on the characters from the get-go like when they're young and then to growing up mm-hmm. and what their accomplishments are and mm-hmm. where they're at at the moment so you do get like this lengthy dialogue behind 
the characters. Yeah. The setup at the beginning. You yeah. Mean, yeah. But you found as the film went on, it didn't be dragged or. It was long. It was. And it's weird because I think it's shorter than Grand Prix of Hest. I think I do actually. I think that's like two hours or something. This is like an hour. Was this an hour and 40 or was it two? Hour, this was like an hour and 50 something or other. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that long, but it just felt. I don't know if it's we'd had a long day from a, a birthday. Maybe. Weekend. But... I don't know. It just felt hard. And my, my attention span wasn't. I'm sorry to hear that. Fully there for oh, it. Okay. Doesn't mean I wouldn't watch it again, but it didn't give me that feeling of I had a higher expectation, I guess, when I came into this. As in a sense, I suppose I did as well, but I wouldn't go as far to say like, oh, that was that was terrible. No, I think there's there's obviously I can see the reasoning why a lot of people like this because of the whole like dynamic of the family and everything like that, and you kind of it's learn enough about that. Yeah, I guess there's, there's that about it as well, really. And it's it's not like a fantastical world or anything where, oh, that wouldn't happen kind of thing. And it's kind of like, they might mm. see themselves or some elements yeah. of their family in that, maybe. Yeah. I think <laughs> for me, that's maybe my issue because I like yeah. a, a film to watch to es- escape. escape. Yeah. Not to be reminded of how dads yeah. can be dicks yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. And I think this is where a film like this yeah. is not not as much for me. Like, Grand mm. Budapest seems romantical it's it's charming it's beautifully done it's inquisitive it's it's intelligent and it's just yeah it's spectacular mm. and this is a bit like okay yeah this is real life this is <laughs> i know that sounds daft i do real life every day i don't need to watch it as well that's why i don't watch then, any of these soaps <laughs> that are on telly but then you could say something like i said licorice pizza or the perks of being wallfire where mm. that is like a drama of real and it's set in real life yeah, but it's still different. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just not. It's not the same style, you mean? Yeah, it's not a fam. It's not family orientated. It's, it's more to do with a man meets a girl kind of sweet. Right. Okay. Where this is like family based and family traumas. Okay. Right. Okay. But not that it's it's rubbish. It's not. It's just I think it's just it makes you think. Well, actually, if you were just there in the first place, none of this film would need to <laughs> needed. <laughs> I don't know, if you have children, I feel like you should be all in. You should want to be there. And it's not that easy. You could get, you know, somebody knocked up and, and that's it. You can't help yourselves, you know. You don't want that responsibility, then it's a different thing, I guess. No, I'm just curious, really, of, like, how the voting went, swayed the way towards this film, as opposed to Life Aquatic, whether it was they sort of knew when they voted, like, mm-hmm. or what the film was about and whether you're thinking, oh, they probably more resonate with this film or not. Maybe. I know Mum did look it up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not sure about both of them, to be fair, but this one seemed the better one out of the two mm-hmm. from what she'd read. No. I think then he, he ends up being more redemptious as the daddy gets a divorce. He um, he does the... He buys the, another puppy for the two boys because you know, got run over and died at the mm-hmm. wedding. All yes. of that kind of... So I patches up the thing with Chaz there. So, yeah. yeah. And the get, I think he's welcome back. He didn't know um, Margot's middle name, but then obviously she's adopted. So why yeah. does he need to know? Because it, it sort of in, ends in a way like with Margot, especially like the fact she, you know, she managed to do the rest of the play or whatever goes for two weeks and then kind of that's it for her. So it's kind of like a bit like it's not like oh, and then everything was okay mm. after the fact. It's kind of a bit like 
somehow something you know like how Bob's Burgers sometimes ends with not like a particularly like not happy happy clappy way of ending like everything's yeah again yeah. like everything's okay it's kind of like oh I think you know we did this and it's like no that's actually no we're not interested in that it's like, okay well never mind then <laughs> kind of just move on it's like yeah that's normality of, of, of yeah. everyday life and things so yeah so your success isn't like always guaranteed from mm-hmm. you know you had this experience and then everything was perfect from there on yeah. out like, so all lived happily yeah. ever after yeah so that aspect works and is believable mm. in that sense. But again, it's sort of that jokey tone just to take on it. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, can happen. True. So anything else to bring up? don't think so. I know it sounds daft because it feels like it's such a long film that you should have a lot more to say, mm. but I feel like we've cut, touched base on all the characters and everything that's more, happened. More or less, yeah. I think it's, it's quite... I feel like it's kind of simplistic in what it... Is telling the, the story. Yeah. But the, the dialogue is fast, though. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, it's quite boom, 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 boom. fast-paced. Yeah. yeah. Like, these are his characters. These is this situation. This is what's and happening. dealing with it, yeah. Yeah. And it's not a, not a relaxing film. <laughs> I know it sounds daft, you know, when certain films give you a certain kind of feel. Yeah. This one's not like a, oh, yeah, let's pop this one, and it's a good feeling one. It, 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 it really is It's sort of, in a way, not quite melancholy but it's a bit gritty in, in, it is and it isn't I suppose mm. that makes yeah. sort of sense in this, just the, again it's the style of I think this one's a grow on you I don't think it's a straight away so like for example mm. my comparison to this would be Skeleton Twins like mm. when the first time I watched that I didn't really appreciate it. it but then the second watch really yeah, really loved it yeah. yeah yeah. so I feel like this might be something like that for, for me personally mm. yeah so that's a good score then, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, unless you've got anything else. Uh, no, not, not really. But other than I just say that it, it was enjoyable. But like I say, I'm not, I wasn't like, oh, this goes up to the top ranking of his films. For me, I think, I definitely think I I sort of enjoyed it more than that other one we watched was the Da Gene, Chad, never pronounce it right, the Dad. Jillian Limited, the one that was on like India on the train. On the, the train, Brothers, yeah. That, that was another family one. Can't remember but, what happened. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't quite gel with that one. I think there was another mm. one of his that's quite popular, but we this, just didn't but, see what the popularity <laughs> was. So it was sort of the same with this, but it's a bit higher than what mm. I scored that on Letterboxd. So I'm going to put this at an eight for now. Yeah. I think, like I said, it's probably a a grower, really, but it didn't quite grab me from... I mean, it was interesting in the story, the, the characters and how they mm-hmm. all played out and the, the different stories and everything. I think it was kind of spaced out with, you know, everybody got the time to sh- shine on screen. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, you've had more time than he has or she has or anything like that. And as I can just see, like, the makings of how he later developed his... Film, so it's like kind of like a starting point. Like, yeah, see how that works with the sort of the dialogue and stuff. Mm. But um, yeah, just go. <laughs> so I agree with you. I think it's one of those slow burners. I think it's second time watch will be a lot more appreciated than the, the first. I think you've got quite strong characters, but yet not much of a strong connection to them. And I think that's the only thing I'm missing. But maybe if I watch it again, I might feel that. Maybe a different. I'm sorry that just to hear that you you kind of like oh, 
not quite wholly invested in after it wasn't. a long day. Of, <laughs> <laughs> was very sleepy, of, and I yeah. think it was I was getting agitated again. It reminded me of when we were watching um, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't the film. I think it was more just I was just tired. Right. And when you've got like a lot of dialogue and a lot of characters to remember and everything, it can be a lot. So I think this is something I definitely want to revisit. Mm-hmm. Not like next week, like maybe in a year, right. then would go back mm. to it and see if I enjoyed it as much. But for now, what would you score it on first watch? I would say it's seven point five. I don't think it's oh, okay. low. Right. I wouldn't. It's not. It's no Grand Budapest. Mm. And sadly, I'd gone in with thinking Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest. Mm. And then was like, hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. But That's fine. it's not the worst film I've watched. It's not the best film I've watched. Hmm. It's just somewhere in the middle. That's fine, yeah. As I say, sort of the same, similar way, obviously, mm. from, from what you've scored, it's on like a 0.5 difference. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the only, because I haven't seen like the, the latest one, it's Asteroid City. But I don't know whether that's. And that's been mixed as well, so mm. I don't know, like, if it's similar to the French Dispatch kind of tone, so I'm a bit scared to, to when that... I don't think that's on streaming yet, but I feel like it should be fairly soon, because it's been... Lots of things are coming out quickly on streaming nowadays, aren't they? sound mm. really old. Mm. don't take that long to get. Depends on the success of the film. If they want to keep in some, like, Top Gun Maverick, was like, this is making money, big money at the box yeah. office, let's keep it in the cinema. Yeah, but like, now it's out on DVD, isn't it? Um, yeah, and... Yeah. Discs and stuff. and but, uh, Yeah, sorry. Not DVDs. Yeah. yeah, sorry for that. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. And if you'd like to listen to some of our other episodes, you can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Also be sure to leave us a five-star review on any of those platforms that do the scoring system. So if you haven't already and you want to follow us on social media, then you can. You still, you know, can click those buttons. So we are on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and threads. And you can find us under the handle SP underscore film viewers. So hit those likes, follows, and all that jazz. Now it's time for the Patreon section. Yep. So thank you, patrons, for voting once again. hope that we've kind of given it a sort of you know, with our thoughts on this film. <laughs> if, I don't know if it was <laughs> Enough response, or not. Yeah, to go on, but um, we appreciate all the same. And we'll read out the names of those people that we've got on the Patreon family. So we'll start with Jonesy and Emma, and respectively we've got Jonesy under the handle at Weight Loss Jonesy and Emma under the handle M underscore Hayton on Instagram. Yeah. So we then have Shani and Alex. So desperately seeking username is Alex. And if you want in Shani, it is E-S-D-O-G. I don't know if I've done that right. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram as well. Yeah. yeah, so you can go and follow those and hit the like button and all of that. Also got a friend, Gren, who goes by cgren underscore draw on Instagram. We then have my mum. There's nowhere to be found. Socials? Yeah. Sounds like I've just buried her in the back garden when I say that, doesn't it? Yeah, you say that every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> We've got Nico from the Good, Bad and the Weird podcast. 
We've got Ben from Film Vloggers. And lastly, but not least, we have Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film Podcast. I wonder if they've covered this, what 100 Things I'd Learned. Interesting to know. Mm. Maybe they could teach us a few things. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all to our patrons and for all their support and voting this time around. Mm. And if you do want to be a patron, I'm sure Paul can tell you all that details. <laughs> yeah, so to get your name shouted out, and the chance to vote for a film we watch once a month, you simply go to patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers and only costs one British pound or $1.50 a month for that privilege. Yep, and all them perks you get, just for the quid. Yeah, for the month, it's pretty yeah. decent. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, and is it? And helps us out, of course. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice to know that people listen to us and mm. enjoy what we're doing. And next time around... Shut up. <laughs> it's going to be no. spooky season. Me and Paul... Uh, stop talking over me. <laughs> stop talking over me. <laughs> me and Paul are getting a divorce because this is not happening. Can't, we can't make it a year. No. <laughs> you're going to kill me off. We're not even going to... Oh, you're going to be widowed because I'll be so scared. I'll be a shell of a woman. Well, I'm going to sort of ease you in... Gently, and then we're going to ramp it up by the end. Don't, because I'll get nightmares. Well, yeah, I'm here with you, so I don't Yeah, but you'll be coming to bed yeah. every single night. Paul, I'm scared. I think I've got it p- picked down as to what I want to cover next, this month. But... Blimey, you're organised. Well, somewhat, yeah. Well, I hope everyone's looking forward to spooky season. I love Halloween, and I love pumpkins and fall and pumpkins. Lattes and autumnal weather. I like that Taylor Swift thing and hats and scarves, but not scary films. So thank you very much once again for listening and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.